So good to be back with Ripples, the podcast that looks at the impact, indeed the ripple effects of big events or decisions on our lives. Last time you might recall, I concentrated on COVID-19's effect on cancer care. And for sure, that's something I will return to. For now, the focus is thrown on another group. And they say it's the time of our young lives when we enter adulthood and study at college or university. So how are students handling this pandemic? We need a new podcast name for this new season. And helpfully, I've gone for something longer and less pronounceable. Ripples hashtag student 2020. My name's easier to pronounce. It hasn't changed. I'm Claire English. And because it's been eons since I was a student, I sought out some expert help. And this comes courtesy of the fabulous Molly Higgins. She's currently working on her dissertation at Glasgow Uni, or rather off campus, like so many others. Lots of challenges for anyone studying at the moment, whether it be at school, college or uni. Nothing about this current situation is normal or comfortable. And for starters, there's very little face-to-face teaching and a shared load of remote learning. Also, there's that prevailing sense of isolation and disconnect, as all the usual student rituals aren't possible because of social distancing and local restrictions to combat the virus. It's pretty surreal when you think about it, because this time last year, can you remember that? Nobody had a clue what was coming down the line. I reckon it's amazing how students are managing to cope at all with this pole hanging over them. Many are able to grit their teeth and crack on, but for some, well, there's confusion, huge frustration and no end in sight, of course, so a total spiral of the spirits. For those in their final months of a diploma or degree, this incredibly restrictive environment, bizarrely enough, is providing a bit of an oasis of calm in which studying and doubling down on the workload is a byproduct. But hang on, Christmas is looming and who knows what measures will be required to ensure that students can make it home to celebrate with their families and friends. Against this fairly dire backdrop, I zoomed my student guide, Molly. The obvious question to ask was, how are you doing? I am at the stage of the minute. I think because I have a lot of things to do and I'm doing university and I've got a routine um, and I've got my dissertation coming up, um, my mind is staying occupied and things that I was maybe feeling at the beginning of lockdown um, and at the beginning of coronavirus aren't as palpable anymore. Um, I think that when um, we were... Sorry, I need to shout you in the background. That's there. all right. We expect that. It's Zoom. Go on. Um, I think that, yeah, no, at the beginning of lockdown, um, when after after university finished and there was just summer um, and there really was not that much to do and obviously not that much to go and explore and not that much to, um, you couldn't really go anywhere. You couldn't, um, couldn't do anything with your friends. Thoughts and I think Hamish was speaking about it, intrusive thoughts. Um, kind of are allowed to roam through um, and it's overthinking and it's things I've speak, been speaking to my friends about as well it's um, being just having so much time with your own thoughts and you're kind of worrying about exactly the same things as they're worrying about but you're worrying about them worrying about you and it's kind of like you both kind of cancel each other out because you're worried about them and they're worried about you but no one's actually thinking about do you know what I mean no one's actually thinking about themselves and it's like wait, wait a second you just got to take a step back. But for me now, the position I'm in um, at university, I'm keeping very busy. So I actually think 
I wouldn't be in much of a dissimilar position right now in this 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 next few weeks that I would be if there wasn't a pandemic going on so, so. You, you just get burrowing down and your friends are coping as well yeah they're kind of well in your in your year group everybody's got the same stuff they've got too much going mm-hmm. on yeah. yeah everyone's got the same stuff I think actually quite a few of my friends actually are finding it very difficult with um in terms of the socializing and having the balance um of being able to let your hair down after you've been having a like eight hour eight, eight hour day in the library mm. um and not being able to have the balance on the other side of that of going for a drink with your friends or like the release like that pressure valve there's no there's nowhere for it to to kind of pop I think I think and I have had moments of it as well I think my friends that are struggling we're all struggling with that element of it but yeah. is anyone actually sort of you know seeking help or do you think it's mainly it's it's kind of under control because people have become used to this being the new normal the way that things happen um I think I think it's kind of I'm not gonna lie I think it's kind of not really changed in that sense from when I've been speaking like my friends throughout throughout the years if they've been struggling with mental health and me as well it's like knowing how long a process it is through university to access help and support is a really um off-putting kind of marker that it would take like two months three months to, to access help so then it gets put off and and then obviously then it that exceeds that amount of time that you're then waiting to do it just because of that marker that it is like two, two months waiting list or whatever um and so people haven't for the same reasons I think haven't been accessing help and then on top of coronavirus it just like obviously services are going to be completely overwhelmed so so I don't actually know of any of my friends that have gone through university um, um, kind of systems at the minute right now to, to deal with issues at the minute. I think because everyone kind of feels like we're all um, in the same position. That mm. It's almost like you don't really have something that that makes you stand, that makes you have a reason to 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 feel like this, do you know what I mean? It's well, like that's actually everyone... quite worrying, isn't it? Because it means if you're yeah. legitimately feeling stressed and anxious, then yeah. you're feeling like you're. That's kind of like a luxury that you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be yeah. sort of bothering about these things because everyone's in it together. Well, we all we all deal with things differently. Um, we're gonna. You're cracking on with the dissertation, and I'm glad that's going well and you're you're focused. But we've got some people with us again, and you very kindly introduced me to Corin and Lily last week, and they're back with us again. And uh, we have two newbies to the group, so uh, let's see who they are and what's going on. And uh, I've got a screen of four people and I know two of them. So I'd like to say hello. Welcome back to Corin and Lily. Uh, Corin, remind us where you're studying and what you're doing again. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm studying at the University of Glasgow and I'm doing philosophy and politics. Lovely. And Lily? I'm studying first year education at Dundee. And we have somebody else, another girl, another woman, I should say. And hello, who are you, mystery woman? <laughs> um, hi, um, I'm Iona, and I'm in my sixth year of high school. So you're studying, but you're not at further education yet, but that's got its own challenges, which we'll hear. And we've got in the top corner, the left corner of my screen, somebody I know very well. Who are you? Hi, I'm Hamish. I'm a fourth year student at the, at the University of Glasgow and I study marine and freshwater biology. 
Lovely. So we've got a really good mix of people here. And I think last time, guys, we were talking about mental health and how people are coping with um, a sort of quasi lockdown or tier system and these strange times and how you're studying. And I just want to check in with you all how you're all doing. How's this week been so far? Let me start with you, Lily. Um, nope. <laughs> I think motivation is quite a difficult thing to get a handle on during lockdown and during all the COVID stuff because it feels very much like just sitting at a desk and then doing the washing up and then going back to the desk and it's just it all kind of blurs together a bit. Are you feeling at all down or despondent? Um, the last week and a half I had a bit but then yesterday I kind of woke up with a sudden new set of being able to get on with it and um, be motivated. So I'm kind of riding on that at the moment. So hopefully it stays. Lovely. And you've got some sunshine on your face. I can see from the window there. So yes, yay. lots of sunshine. That's the East Coast for you. Right. Back in the West. Uh, Corinne, how have you been? <laughs> it's pretty grey here. There's a bit of, bit of light out there. Yeah, um, I'm similar, really. I'm definitely lacking a bit of motivation. I just finished or three of my essays at once. So I'm trying to catch up on lectures and stuff. Um, but my motivation was fine. And now I'm just kind of, I don't know, you know, it just gets to you a bit, doesn't it? But um, I'm, all, I'm all good. I'm all good. <laughs> Has it gone on for too long already? Do you just feel, for goodness sake, how much more? A little bit. I mean, we've got exams um, just before Christmas. So I'm, people are going to probably stop preparing for them soon. But I'm just kind of, I've just... Um, I worked really hard on my essay, so I feel like after that, I've just kind of got to give myself a bit of a break, which is what I've been doing over the past week. Good to know. Iona, for you, it's slightly different because you're still at school studying, but um, how's this? Oh, I'm going to have to do a new link for this. I think it's going to run out, but... Uh, yeah, so it's 10 minutes left. That's not a problem. Uh, let me just pick up there, Iona. You were in a different position from the others. You are in a different position from the others because you're still at school, but you're studying. How's that been, being away from school, being away from teachers, being away? I know six years different. You are kind of semi-independent and you're you're getting ready to go off to uni or to college. How are you feeling? Um, I mean, again, definitely there's not a lot of motivation, um, particularly because we have to go into the school building and we have to go into our classes. Like in the mornings, it's just very easy to be like, I really don't want to go in. Um, so there's definitely been a lack of motivation since starting back. Are you feeling up or down or just kind of on a flat line with the whole thing now? Because this is normal now. Yeah, I think it is. It's normal now. So it doesn't feel... I have been down sometimes, but that almost feels normal now because almost everyone's feeling like that. So it's... Yeah, it's weird. It's good that you've got a Christmas tree up, though. I'm very impressed. <laughs> you're obviously feeling quite optimistic. I know your mother. She's probably got everything up already. Hamish, let me ask you, no Christmas tree in your room that I can see at the moment. No, uh, just just a jellyfish in the room. Just a jellyfish as befits well, the rebuild. Well, there's, there's a very cute cat sleeping next to me right now. There's Isaac. He's, yeah, he's looking pretty chill. Well, let me ask you about that because does it make a difference having a pet and somebody to talk to <laughs> and stroke? Well, I guess, I guess it depends on the pet. I mean, he can be a little bit of a monster in the mornings. He wakes me up. And he wants food. Yes, hello. He'll uh, he he'll want food at half seven in the morning. 
every morning and well, he'll, he'll literally sit on my face and and walk all over me and he'll purr and you'll try and be all cute but sometimes I'm just like will you leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> how have you found um, the last week in particular hamish i mean are you able to, do you get any face-to-face -face studying or is it very much just your home alone with eyes yeah. um most of the time it's it's it's, it's all online it's all my stuff uh, sorry i don't know if you can hear the construction going on it's not bad um but it, it's it's very difficult to kind of get settled into this new routine. I mean, I'm, I, I still don't really have any sort of routine. Or if I do, it's a bad one of, of not really getting things done. Um, you know, it's always the constant loop of, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll start a new routine and then or uh, a new habit. It doesn't really stick for very long. Well, let me ask you um, all, and maybe you can stick your hand if you want to answer this one. Are there things that get to you in particular and set you off? And you just think, oh, God. Yeah, it's one of those days. Um, I'm not sure if anything in particular sets me off. I, I think it's just the general kind of low mood, especially because, as you saw, I my bed's right next to me, my desk. And most most people, I'm going to guess most young people as well, they're going to have a desk in their room because you don't really have a, you know, especially if you're living at home like Iona, I, 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 most people won't have a room dedicated to study or work in, you know, like I, I know that you've got kind of a kind of a study room claire yeah i'm lucky um, but i'm an old person yeah <laughs> the, the, the perks having your own house but uh you know for the students especially in first years you, you only really have your own room and, and the shared space which might just be your kitchen and and, and, your, and your sofa and you move between there and you um your living space together like i, I live with one other person um we see each other every now and then uh usually we're stuck in a room studying um you know she, she works really hard so she'll and sh so she works in her room a lot she doesn't even have a desk well she's at a disadvantage room. at least you've got that iona you're at home that does make a difference that you know you've got your mom around but are you getting a bit cabin fevery <laughs> being in the room so much um sometimes i am i'm lucky because where i live i can go out and i can go for a walk and it's in the middle of like the woods nowhere kind of thing but um there's definitely some days where i just i can't be in the house anymore i just need to leave what, what do you do you just go for a walk around or yeah just that's all i can do just go for a walk Lily... so can you see any of your friends or, you, or, or do you see any of your friends well, um i do because i like i have to go into school i see some people um and before we were in in tier three, I would go up to Glasgow to see my friends, but I can't do that anymore because mm. I'm not able to travel into Glasgow. Let, let me ask. So what about, no, Hamish, oh, yeah. let, me, let me just ask Lily and Corinne how you know they're finding being stuck in quarters. Um, because I mean, I guess I can't really see much of your rooms, guys. But if I look at you, Lily, it's not massive, <laughs> is it? It's it's got sunshine, but it's not massive. I'm getting a really good panorama now. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, I think the main thing that really kind of sets me up for a bad day is when the weather's really rubbish. So today feels good because I've got the sun in. When I wake up, I don't really shut my curtains much. So when I wake up and the sun's coming in, that's like the start to a really good day. But it's been raining a lot the past week, so it's been a bit difficult to get things going. Yeah, I think that's probably the same for all of us. And what about you, Corinne? Is there something that really gets you and sets you off or works the other way that actually maybe a bit of sunshine or something happens early on in your day that resets your brain and you think, do you know what? I can do this. I can get through this. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I like my room's really small and I like I get really bad cabin fever in my room. Um, but I like tend to kind of socialise a lot with my flat. So I if I'm like if I wake up and I've got my flat around me, then that it makes it a lot easier. I'm the kind of person that likes being around other people. Like I get quite isolated by myself. So um Sorry, is that traffic again? Um, but like, it's, yeah, I think that's the only thing for me is kind of making sure that I'm around a lot of people that, um, throughout the day makes it much easier. You're listening to Ripple's hashtag student 2020 with Claire English and the guiding hand of Molly Higgins. This time we're talking about students living and learning amidst the pandemic. And I guess this episode's subtitle could be, how are you feeling? Are students handling the anxiety and the uncertainty as well as the limits put on their social lives? There are lots of those. Look, I have to fess up here. I got a bit anxious myself during this recording. There was an enforced but mercifully brief hiatus where my home Wi-Fi blew up. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often these days with the demands being put on the internet. So, okay, we're back on track now with fourth year Hamish, sixth year school student Iona and freshers Lillian Dundee and Corinne in Glasgow. Here we go. So let me jump in and say, um, first of all, Corinne, to you, heard loads of things about students in the, the past few days. And when this podcast goes out, maybe this will be old news, but all sorts of stuff going on at Manchester Uni with um, students oh, kicking yeah. down fences and stuff. So I just wondered if you guys had a view on that and the whole thing about uh, a sort of phased return to Christmas to get back to your families and possibly mass testing. How are you feeling about all that? I know it's not settled yet exactly what's going to happen for everyone, but is that the talk of the steamy, as we say in Glasgow, Corinne? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, when I heard about this thing in Manchester, it was, like, really quite scary. Like, I was quite worried about that because it's something that is kind of rumoured to happen across different universities, but, like, them putting up fences without telling any of the students that they'd done it was quite like worrying for me that was going to happen here as well and like I know people at Manchester Uni and like it it just it seemed really bad and like, I know that it was done with kind of good intentions but like um I think they were saying they had a similar feeling to what I felt when we had kind of camera crew around Murano which was that I just feel like I'm not being treated as a like a, that's extreme and not no, no, you know no. what I mean but like did it feel like a zoo basically you're, you're yeah and like yeah it, it's kind of degrading exactly yeah like it's like um it's just not a very nice feeling and not a very nice thing to experience obviously there's there's much worse things that we could be experiencing but like it's still like really grim so um yeah it wasn't very nice to see Ooh, did you know about this Lily or have you been talking about it much at your uni um I don't know much about what's going on in Manchester, really. I know uh, I've heard small things, but I don't know much about it in detail, honestly. Um, we are more talking about what's going on at Christmas. So what do um, you think? Are you going to hopefully get some tests and get out of here as soon as possible? Or how are people feeling about that? Well, we got an email the other day from the uni saying that they're going to do it. So we all go and get a test at the start of December. And then if it's positive, we isolate. And if it's negative, then we wait five days and get another test. 
And then if that's negative, we've got to kind of stay away from people until we go home. And then we've got, I don't know what the plan is in terms of coming back, but as far as I'm aware, I think we may have to isolate before we come back. Do you or really, maybe do you, they'll do tests, I'm not really sure. And let me ask you, are you keen to come back to uni, even though this is a, a really incomplete experience <laughs> being a student? Uh, yeah, I am actually. I think I really enjoy living with my flatmates. I enjoy having the kind of the bit of independence and I don't like the sound of studying around my brother and his guitar. So <laughs> this Literally. Is, I definitely want to come back. Oh my goodness. Hamish, let me ask you uh, how you're feeling about the prospect of Christmas getting tested and if you've got a view on the, the Manchester students in the fence that went up supposedly to protect them yeah yeah i mean that whole manchester thing was just a clear it's a clear example of miscommunication or lack of communication between the university and the halls which are, i'm going to guess is affiliated with the university in some way where the students were complaining of some sort of security issue and they just didn't even talk about anything and they just put up fences and of course that's going to freak out the students and then you saw the aftermath of that which was the students kind of they started rallying and they, they start marching. And and that's how you set stuff like that. That's how you're going to set off protests and marches, is that if you just, if there's miscommunication about, or lack of communication between groups, um, like the university and the halls, you're going to just create too much tension. And and, and you it's just going to not become resolved in, in a really good or clean way, to be no. honest. No, in terms of going home for Christmas, I... I actually haven't heard anything about getting tested. Um, maybe that's me neglecting my university emails. Well, you're not in the hall, though. That's the thing. I just wonder yeah, how are they going to yeah. how are they going to do that with people that are not in the halls? Are they I'm not. Do well, it? I'm not really. Sh- I'm not really sure. I remember that they said something about they they were potentially going to suspend or um, do some sort of action. I'm not, sh- not sure if it's for all students. Like maybe it was just the halls. If they went home at Christmas. Um, because COVID's obviously coming up a little bit, that they were, might have been suspended from university. And obviously that put a lot of fear into people. I'm not really sure how that applied to me, because, I mean, to be honest, I isolate most of the time. I don't really see much people in person. If I have, it was, I think the last person I really saw in person was you, Claire, mm. going for that walk. And and it was all socially distanced and whatnot. So, I, yeah, I, I don't really see an issue with, with people going home for Christmas, because... If you go home and you just stay at home, you isolate together at home. I don't. I don't. I mean, I can, maybe it could because obviously, I mean, parents still have to work and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I just wonder if it's a, a trust thing as well. I'll come back to you in yeah. a minute, Iona. I know it's slightly different for you, but for Corinne and, and for Lily as well, I'm just thinking: is it a case of well, if we let you go home without um, isolating, you could go out. You could go out and have a good time in you your hometowns. You could yeah. mix with people, yeah. and, and I think that home. like that's kind of fair because people have been breaking a lot of the rules like I just just while you were sending the other link I got an email from the uni saying that one of the accommodations had a party at the weekend that they've been alerted to and that there's and like you know people are breaking the rules so it's not like people haven't given them a reason to not trust them. Mm, Corinne? Um, Yeah I mean I agree with the whole like Christmas like I, I think it's a good thing people to get tested and people to isolate before they go home. Like, I agree with that. I just don't agree with not sending people back at home for Christmas anyway. Like, 
I mean, I'm not saying that'll definitely happen, but like that worries me quite a lot that I wouldn't be able to go home for Christmas. How would that affect um, you? I mean, I can I can imagine, but you tell me what's going through your mind when you hear that's even a faint possibility, and it is faint at the moment. Let's say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's not great. I mean, uh, I said this last time as well. I'm lucky because I have one. I have really good flatmates. And two, my brother also lives in Glasgow. So worst comes to worst, I could see him, like not necessarily inside or anything, but do you know what I mean? Like just see him at least on Christmas Day. Um, but even so, like it's not like so so not an ideal situation. And like I, I just really want to be able to go home for Christmas. Um, but Lily was saying as well last time that like people, they're discussing if you will go home for Christmas, they might not be able to come back to uni. And if that happened, I would stay at uni over Christmas because My I God, do not want really? to. Again, what would happen with paying rent in that case? If they they yeah. won't let you back, and then they still want money. They'll, they have to terminate it. I can't imagine they could make us pay. Yeah, I mean, I would, that there would be a strike. There would be there would be a, a rent boycott. Yeah, civil absolutely. disobedience. Don't say I'm calling for it. I'm definitely not calling for it. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, just that's imagine. pretty justified if you're going to tell them you can't yeah, come I mean, back yeah. and say, but we still need five hundred pound a month. Yeah, I think we got. Um, sorry. No, go uh, we ahead. got. Uh, we got. Um, like Glasgow accommodation gave us all five hundred, like a month free rent during October, which I thought was really good because mostly what I saying, you were having an awful time. Like, I mean, I wasn't personally, but like people were having an awful time. Um, I was fine to have a good flat, but like um, that, I I like thought was really good. Um, but for if if we weren't allowed to go back at Christmas after Christmas, like that would be so bad. Gosh, I just can't believe that you would. Mu- well, I suppose I do believe you'd much rather just stay and have a pretty miserable, quiet Christmas, albeit with your brother, which is good. But um, <laughs> rather than risk not being able to come back into this, and I'm I'm watching your face, Iona, with all this because this could be you <laughs> next year. It's slowly drooping. Yeah, it's slowly, slowly just smiles <laughs> fading away. What do you think when you're hearing this? Is this is this the sort of stuff you you're not worrying about this kind of stuff? But do you understand yeah. why students at universities and colleges are people especially away from home and it does affect all students but especially those away from home i think i mean i'm really lucky because as well as being at home i'm in a bubble with my grandparents so i just think it's so awful to not like have the idea that you may not see your family at christmas or hanukkah or whatever you know you celebrate it just I don't know. Oh, well, at least you're not at that stage now. But let me sort of do go do around the houses and ask what you think the university's attitude has been like. How much support has there been? And I'm not just talking about the Christmas thing. I'm talking about uh, if you guys have got any concerns or you're stressing out or you know people that are stressing out. What's the experience been? Has there been support? Let me ask you, Hamish, what's happened? Um, well, the universities, they all kind of provide a standard like student counselling or therapy type thing, uh, which th- there's was already probably a couple months of backlog of actually probably getting into real sessions before. But I can imagine now with COVID, um, it, it, it could, it's probably a lot bigger. I mean, that's why I decided against looking into student counselling and I went into private therapy instead is I, I didn't want to wait two months to, to resolve issues that are happening now in my life, whether it's emotional or, or you know, me not being able to sit down and study for a good solid two hours at a time. And let me be clear about this, Hamish, because 
you had sort of you know issues before that were nothing to do yes. with the lockdown but yeah. actually the lockdown oh well the lockdown the whole situation with the pandemics exacerbated obviously concerns and anxiety well, yeah yeah i mean i'll i'll roughly try and quote a few things that i follow on, on instagram is that when you're left alone you you, you get to exp you have so much time in your own mind you, you, you deal with your own private thoughts all day because you don't have this distraction of walking to university going to see people attending lectures speaking to other people getting lunch with someone or eating your lunch with someone coming back you're tired you go do something else you might have a job you might have a hobby you're pretty distracted throughout the whole day and you come now and you're in the setting where your mind is able to just think freely and you know intrusive thoughts can come in at that point which is not really good um and that can affect your mood which makes you not want to do things and it just becomes a positive feedback loop of, of just deterioration falling into really bad habits and feeling awful and, and it just continues and continues and continues and that's when I said to myself, and that, that's that's what kind of sparked me to just go, all right, I, some, I need to change something, I need to do something about this because it's just going on and on and on. And I and university, as much as they try to, I mean, they obviously try. I mean, they're not going to sit there and just let, leave you alone on the rock in the middle of the ocean. They're not going to do that to you. They, they, they try and offer a hand in some way. And the university lecturers especially um, have been really good. And the clubs, I mean, my... The weightlifting club that I, I am a part of, they have Welfare, Welfare Wednesday and the two welfare officers, they do posts on social media, like reminding people that they can talk to them, uh, anything, they can give them a phone call, stuff like that. And, you know, the university is obviously a part of the university, but it's kind of indirectly ways that the university is supporting students is, is yeah. through the clubs and the clubs themselves. But the, the, I think the clubs especially are taking a, a very strong lead in this okay well and, let, and let, building people together that, that's good to get a picture of that so lily i mean i don't know if you you had to use any services like that or do you know people that have got a bit desperate and thought oh god i just want to talk to somebody about how i'm feeling and process it you know because you you don't know the people you've just been flung together with that well although last time we were talking about how it has made people come together very quickly and forge quite intimate relationships you know because of necessity but you know if you have to and you've seen people want to talk about stuff that's really getting to them is the help there I think in terms of um, counselling help, I've heard that Dundee do have um, good resources for that. I don't know. I don't have any personal experience with Dundee's way of doing it, but I've heard that they are very good in terms of support. While we were like isolation, there wasn't really anything there. Someone came to take our rubbish um, that we left outside our door, but they said they wouldn't take our recycling so our flat just filled up with recycling and they didn't offer anyone to do laundry or shopping so um and there was a girl in my flat who had to isolate before because she came from another country where she had to isolate so she'd essentially not been allowed to do her own laundry in about a month because of the two weeks she had to do and then the two weeks we used to do and so she was running out of things so by the time we got out of isolation it was you know we had to ask people to get our shopping for us the university didn't really do anything and I think a lot of people we were one of the first flats to go into isolation and then the few that went in after us 
were very, they they I think they were very unhappy. A lot of them would I think some people spoke to the university about it, about the level of because we saw you know Glasgow um, not um, not charging rent, and we saw certain universities um, offering food and things like that, and we weren't getting anything. We were getting our the most basic of our rubbish taken. So did that mean that people were getting, okay, they were getting ticked off and you can really understand that. I personally would be going mm. mad by that stage. But are people actually getting depressed by these chipping away of the, the normal things that you could expect in life, the normal services? I think some people absolutely are. I think a lot of people, I think the majority are kind of very low but are finding silver linings and finding things around it but I think there are some people that maybe I mean I don't know personally but I can imagine that there are some people who maybe aren't in a flat that they get along with as well or maybe I don't know don't get as much support from their family things like that that might build up because I mean I'm in the best situation I think I could be in and it's building up a bit. So I can't imagine for other people. Yeah, let me quickly go to Corinne and then go to Iona. But Corinne, I mean, you're Glasgow Uni as well. Uh, do you feel that there's been support? Have you seen people go and seek help or are people being very um, quiet and reticent about admitting they've got anxiety, feeling stressed, feeling depressed? Um, In terms of, in terms of stress, then uh, people have talking about it a lot everyone's really stressed and anxious and like so like understandably like I got really anxious as well at some at certain points I'm like very lucky in that I think that like I have a really good like stable network around me like not even just at Glasgow but my family and my friends at home and so I am very lucky in that situation like but there definitely are people that are getting really stressed in terms of getting depressed I'm to be completely honest I um I know there will be I haven't spoken to anyone personally about it, um, but there, it's it's the kind of situation that is very triggering as well. Like it, it's it's so it can be so isolating and like it's really scary at certain points for certain people that aren't already or, or, or who are already like kind of anxious people anyway or might be prone to depression. Um, it's it's really triggering. So I like it must be just so often I really feel those people um but I think we were initially our service, services that were provided for us were pretty bad but then they did step it up a bit um so obviously we got uh 500 pounds off rent we got given 50 quid for like takeout um they came to every single person's flat was isolating they had like two people that would come and speak to our flat and ask us um if we were okay and like if what we needed what's the situation is that still happening now that kind of massive support no they haven't I mean not that I know of they haven't done that they did it when everyone was isolating so that was like the second third week um they but they came and they were like they basically gave us like like mental health resources and they said like they like checked they were literally like are you sure everyone's doing okay like mentally and I said like I think so far we are but like what do we do if someone isn't and they just like basically gave me some like numbers and stuff to contact, um, so that was really helpful. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know if anyone in my flat used that. I, not that I know of, but I mean, obviously, you don't know everything. No. Um, so, yeah, um, that was helpful as well. That was good to know. And they gave us a big food package, um, which was good. 
Um, but yeah, I, I do think I've been lucky that girls go uni have been pretty good about it. That's good. I quickly jump in. How long did you get that support from, from the people coming? How long did that last? Just um, that we they only came once. They okay, only, once. That they don't like come and check up on you like all the time. That only lasted like and the the food packages um, was like throughout the two weeks. And then they start they did like hot food, so they they'd like deliver us hot food, um, like kind of once a week for like I think like a month or like or like six weeks or something so that was good um yeah but it is just really isolating and like it, it I think I don't know the reason why Glasgow University had that kind of what wanted to do that like um I would like to think it's because they genuinely just wanted us to be okay well, but equally it's, it's entirely it possible you know, no, just let me jump in because I want to know about Iona. And again, you've got a different situation. You're at home, you're getting food, you're getting laundry. I take it your mum's doing the laundry. I'm just uh, checking with you there. But for school, I mean, there must be people at school and you yourself in your own head, you're thinking, these are not normal times. I've got to keep studying. I've got to make these exams work for me in this time that I'm using in, in sixth form to count. How is it affecting you at the moment? Um, I'm quite lucky because I was already in like the um, CAMS mental health system so I didn't have to wait when I had issues and also um, a lot of my teachers genuinely really care about their pupils and are constantly asking if they're okay and reporting to guidance if they think something's off which is really good. But um, overall, our like head team for the school doesn't really care about our mental well-being, and is very much still pulling people up on attendance and and things like that, which is quite stressful for me and for other people when we're in the middle of a global pandemic and all our heads care about is the fact that we missed a day. Um, yeah, that that's really that's very weird. concerning. Yeah, I'm mm. just wondering what you know. Is, are there is there two sides to this? Are they maybe just not realising that people are so stressed? Are you all handling it apparently very well on the surface? Or is it obvious that some of you are struggling? Well, I, me and a few other people had mentioned to, because um, I'm a house captain in my school, so we had mentioned that technically a lot of the younger pupils had seemed very anxious um, and they didn't really care. It was more of a, you know, we need to work on attendance. So I don't feel like there's mental health support for everyone in the school it seems to be if you push for it it's there but it's not openly available gosh uh, there's so much to ask you but I mean I would love to talk about online learning uh, another time but I'm wondering if that actually let's look at it as a bit of a digital blessing apart from the trouble I've had today trying to get onto Zoom but <laughs> is it a blessing or a curse having online learning at least as an option that wouldn't have been here 10-15 years ago um, let me ask you Hamish. I mean the, the, the new kind of I'll say digital quote-unquote digital learning that, that that's coming up it's it's Good and bad. There, there are definitely really good sides to it and really bad sides to it. Obviously, the very good side is the potential for the universities to, to stretch their reach and their range of students, not just within the country either. Because I know many students that are still abroad and they're studying at the University of Glasgow as like an online university. And, you know, it, it's really taken the precedent of, okay, universities, you don't just have to be there anymore because you, we can do this without people being there. 
but it depends on how, you know, it also depends on the exams they want to do. I mean, the exams are, you know, that's the biggest thing that things are going to be based around. For me, it's, it's, it's they're planning an open book exam because they know no one's going to really sit there on their own and not look at any of their notes on their laptop. So they're planning for that. Um, and they're going to, they're going to make sure that, that we've done extra reading on top of the coursework. So dozens and dozens and dozens of papers on top of it, uh, of, of current events and ideas from, from other places. I mean, the bad side obviously is that they might fall into this habit of just, of just doing this constantly. And they're forgetting the, the main principle, you know, the almost like the promise that we were, we had coming into university is that we'll be on campus, we will see people, we will meet people in person, we will be able to ask questions in, per, in person, be able to go to laboratory. I'm not being able to do laboratories this year. I've, I would be in Egypt right now uh, with my course, the physiology uh, and ecology of marine animals. I would be in Egypt right now doing a two-week um, long project, well, not project, but kind of expedition uh doing doing some work there i mean i, I you know uh, that, that's all been stopped and you know yeah i see i see where you're coming from but let me ask you corinne how do you feel about the do you feel that in a way okay it's not ideal but it's something and it's a connection to the university that you can keep going it's not like life has ended your studying has ended you have to go away and not think about this again it's still there the learning albeit in a very imperfect way especially if you're doing practical stuff um, yeah, I, I do think that actually. I think that um, I I like the idea of being in the place where I'm studying. I like going to the library, being able to do my lecture at the library. Um, I mean, it's so not ideal. And Glasgow, as far as I know, is completely online, which means that we are just like not like there's there's no opportunity for me. I've I haven't been into the university once since I got here. Um, well, I do like the idea of that. Sorry, we're getting a wee bit of feedback. Sorry, we're getting a wee bit of feedback. Oh, I don't know. Is somebody... Oh, I don't... It, it's Iona. She's echoing. Iona, are you echoing? <laughs> she was. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to mute you just now, Iona. I don't mean to, and I'll get you off in a second, just in case there's a problem there. I don't know. It's probably me, as usual. But anyway, sorry, Corinne, I, you were saying... Um. Yeah, Um. I, <laughs> I just think I like being in the place where I can study. Um. And like having that kind of connection to Glasgow Uni, is, like, I just don't really want to go and do my studying at home or not be able to study at all. Like, I just way prefer doing it in Glasgow. Well, as we've just seen Lily or heard there, you know, it's not perfect. It's glitchy. It's online. It's not a person in front of you. How important is that at a time when everyone's feeling quite isolated? You are literally isolated digitally from the people that are teaching you. Um, I think... I actually prefer that the lectures are online and that they're recorded because it means I can go back over them. Um, if it was in person, I'd probably be recording my lectures anyway. So it's just one step less for me to do, which I quite like. I like that if I've got a 9am, I don't have to get, you know, I don't have to dedicate two hours to a one hour lecture. I can just get up and go to my desk and do it straight away. Um, so, yeah, sort of mixed feelings about that one. I, I like going in for the tutorials. Yeah, I like it's a bit it's a bit mixed because I want to be able to go in and do things which I get to do with the tutorials when we go in, um, once a week. But I find it really convenient doing it online, and I 
really bad at taking notes while people are talking. I can't multitask like that. So not having to worry about having to do that, knowing that it's recorded and that it's fine is really useful. And Iona, I'm trying to unmute you because I'm, girl, what am I doing to you? Anyway, I'm trying to unmute you. Come on, I'll just unmute. There we go. Oh no, I've just unmuted, I've muted you again. <laughs> Can you do it? Can you unmute? I'm trying. Don't know what's there going on. Go. There we go. We've got you. We've got you. So again, uh, you know, you're not going into university lectures, but is there any online stuff going on with the school or is it very much a case of you've still got to physically turn up? Um, so there's resources online like PowerPoints and notebooks and things like that. But if you want to actually be taught by the teacher, you have to go into the building. Um, and a lot of my teachers are quite old and they don't even have like computers at home to do the stuff on. Oh. So it's, but I mean, the way I'm doing it is if like my anxiety is really high, I just work from home instead of putting myself in that environment. But not everyone has that opportunity. So I think it would be good to offer some sort of at home online lecture or something like that mm. let me ask you Iona as well um about the future because you know you're due to go into further education next this coming year and you'll be talking to your friends about it as well how are they feeling looking at these guys and hearing these kinds of stories are they thinking well it'll all be over by then anyway I don't mean the end of the world by the way I mean the pandemic <laughs> will be over all this stuff will be a thing of the past and we'll have learned to live or coexist with this virus. So things will be a bit more normal. If it's ever over. Well, yeah, we don't, we just, we just don't know, Hamish. Thanks for that thought. Um, but, you know, how are people feeling about the prospect of, of studying? Do they think it's ever going to be normal again or what they thought the experience would be? Um, it's definitely a mix. I have some people I know who are terrified about it. And I have some people who actually aren't too bothered because they feel by next year they'll have like done a year of uni if that makes sense so they might the unis might know how to deal with it better if we are still in a lockdown so it's definitely a mix of opinions and feelings well we're getting into the final minutes of this and i'm just wondering if there's anything that you've got tip wise to give people a bit of heart uh, if they're beginning to flag because this is a cold dark time of year Christmas is coming it's really uncertain what is going to happen let's hope that all you students get back home and it's all brilliant and things are a lot brighter in the new year but just how are you coping mentally what have you got little things that you do there are little tips that you could pass on to people who are maybe struggling um, let me start with you Lily um, I actually found yesterday that something that's really useful for me is instead of thinking, oh gosh, I've got five lectures to take notes on and I've got to write an essay. And then I'd find that with all of that in my mind, I'd go to bed every night feeling guilty that I was going to sleep instead of doing it. And so making a note of what specific things to do on what days, just week by week saying like on Monday, I'm going to do this psychology lecture and this working together lecture and I'm going to work on the essay on Wednesday and doing that meant that once I've completed that I can kind of give myself permission to relax and not think about it which has actually helped so much. And you've not done that before so that's something you've learned from this. Yeah I just started that um, yesterday and last night I went to bed like 
feeling like I was allowed to go to bed. <laughs> so, yeah. Great, that's a good tip. So a bit of scheduling. Corinne, what about you? Have you got anything to pass on? Um, nothing as strategic as that, but um, I just think once again I think just talk to someone like you need like it's so I this these times are so isolating and I think use any opportunity you can to just talk to someone whoever that is but family friends um a therapist anything like that someone at university or school like just talk to people be honest be upfront about things Hamish what about you uh I would say to just make sure to reach out to people especially people who you 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 might have, might have not heard from from the wild or you know, if you've not reached out to people in a little while, uh, just just watch out for everyone. You know, we've got to build this sense of community up again. Of you know, we need to look after each other. No, it's not the university's job to look after us. You know, this this time we're meant to be becoming adults. Is the whole thing we need to look after each other and ourselves. Don't rely on the university to provide everything for you. It may suck. It may be horrible. You might not get as lucky as Corin with the five hundred pounds plus all the food and yada yada yada. Not you know, your booster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you got to make sure you're looking after yourself and you're trying to make the best of the situation. Try new things. Like I started making bread. I started doing some baking. I've, I've made soup for the first time in my life. Do things that maybe are a little bit cheesy that you haven't really done yet because you might actually enjoy it. Just, just give everything a bash. See what can occupy your mind, which is also good for you mentally. Okay, and finally, Iona, what about you? Because there'll be people listening to this that maybe aren't quite at the university level yet and they're sitting at home thinking, blimey, that just sounds really grim. <laughs> what have you got to say to them? Especially given, you know, mental health challenges, that's what we're talking about, you know, but on top of this pandemic, what are your tips? I mean, I would just say to not be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get something done or... If you're feeling upset, if you're feeling depressed, that's okay. Let yourself feel those things and not feel ashamed of it, I guess. Are we all okay? Are we all um, are we up for another chat at some point in the coming week or weeks, brother? Next week, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm up for that. I've got, there's a lot more to discuss. Well, there's so. way more that I would love to talk about. Time for a final check-in with Molly, my right-hand woman, to see what she made of that chat. I felt we'd covered quite a lot of ground. Well, there's quite a lot to digest there. I mean, we could have gone on and on, but, you know, the main things I was hearing was that people do feel a bit isolated. It's stressful. They are more anxious. They either feel numb on a treadmill or they're having a bit of a, not a freak out, but they're, they're getting anxious. It helps if you've got people in halls with you, you've got people to talk to but that doesn't necessarily always work. Uh, that's what I'm taking from it. It's better to be in halls because you're surrounded by people, maybe more worried about people that are on their own and trying to figure it out for themselves. What do you think, Molly? Yeah, I think that um, having, like they were talking about, having having people around you all the time, and it's a thing that my friends have spoken about and, and I felt as well, it, that's what helps you to distract yourself from your thoughts and keep you distracted. That's one of the main things. Um, I think that, that can become, sometimes that can kind of become irrelevant depending on what kind of things you're going through in your mind because often you can still feel alone even when you're surrounded by other people. And also if you're, it depends what other people are going through as well because if other people are feeling good, that can bring you down. It's like very much, I know that a lot of my friends speak about that um, in first year when they were in, in their 12-man at Glasgow and um, 
if they were all kind of, they'd all go through these peaks and troughs together. So if, if someone was in a bad mood, it passed on to someone else and suddenly everyone is just in this rut. And that can also become unhealthy. So there's there's two sides, there's two sides to it, I think. Mm. I did ask them also about what was happening with Manchester and some of the students and the thing that's been in the news recently about the the fences going up uh, around the student accommodation and that, that, you know, kicked off a storm. And, you know, it's still sort of being played out as I speak to you just now. Maybe maybe things have rectified by the time we get this published. But people were dismayed. The, the guys I was speaking to were just dismayed that this is happening. They were saying, you know, maybe it's a communication breakdown. But, you know, this, this is a sort of sense of frustration, isn't it, with some students? They just don't feel there's any sort of connection with humanity here, that they're being treated like commodities. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely um, outrageous. <laughs> outrageous um, behaviour. I couldn't believe that. I saw... I think I saw it on Instagram or Twitter first before it got before it got into the news, and I thought it was a joke. Or I thought like, oh, like that's going to be a video from a few years ago, something that they were maybe cordoning off to do some building work or something. And then I saw it pop up as a headline, and I was like, how is that? How the hell has that managed to come to fruition in a, in a like in a university kind of framework that, that someone like yeah, we were saying security. The security guards obviously they're getting the message that they're gonna they would have to do it but even while they were doing it were they not thinking like this is gonna you know this <laughs> better is, mention um, this <laughs> no exactly like it's not their fault though obviously it's a, an issue at the top but. absolutely it's a communication thing as hamish pointed out and that's that's the thing again about you know being treated as if you're like a subspecies or you, you just it doesn't matter we'll just have this done to you you'll be you'll be very grateful because we're acting on it but you've not actually spoken to, to give a heads up this thing's happening but it brings yeah. us on to the wider issue as well of um, the kind of support you can expect from the unis. And Corinne was saying that Glasgow Uni had been really good, especially at first during the lockdown. Uh, they were coming to the halls and doing laundry and giving food and they gave them some money. And we were laughing mm. about the fact that Hamish had missed out on that because he was in a flat. Iona lives at home, so completely different experience. But Lily, I mean, Lily's not had any of that. She feels a bit like, oh, right, OK, well, we're kind of adrift here. They haven't been treated badly, but they haven't been treated brilliantly either. Yeah, yeah. I think it sounds it sounds like there, there, there should be, it's the same with every other kind of social issue at the minute that's trying to be, that's being dealt with through coronavirus, is that there, there should be levels across the board that people are um, being kind of offered support with and that's obviously not there's not been a I guess I guess then it becomes I'm not trying to say that it should be blanketed across because there are individual needs but when it comes to that kind of that kind of support in university and what Glasgow did which I didn't realize they were doing until Corin was speaking about it and it sounds like they did make an effort um for that for the the two weeks while they were isolating um is something that should be yeah offered to everyone it's it's that's an example of humanity as opposed to when you have Manchester on the other side just putting fences up you're just a bit like Scotland does it better don't they to be fair though I guess everyone's learning from this and nobody knew but I mean you do think come on you could have done a little bit better but again the universities are thinking wow well of course we'll, we hope we never have to go through a pandemic again but at least we know the score this time but it it's surprising how how patchy um the provision is and you've got to feel sorry for some people that look at other universities that seem to be getting treated like 
with respect. I think that was the word that somebody used in, in the conversation. I don't know if that's, um, you know, something that maybe we should get somebody from the universities to talk to us and say how difficult it is actually to know what the level of support should be and also to provide it. And goodness knows they're, they're cash strapped. They're pretty cash strapped. So trying to get extra resources out and know what the extent of it is and to do a sort of bespoke package for people might be more difficult than we think. I don't know. Maybe it's worth talking to somebody at the uni. I think you're right. I think that the people in those positions that are wanting, that it's their job to help these people are obviously going to want to do the best that they can as well. It is to do with resources. It's not that, you know, they're sitting there thinking, how can we squeeze, uh, squeeze, bring things in as tightly as possible, make it as difficult for them as possible. Like if they're in these roles where they're there to offer help, that's going to be their main priority. It comes to kind of the support they're getting from the government and other kind of um, provisions. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll chase that up as well. Um, at the end of the conversation, I was asking them all. Oh, no, I must mention, first of all, Iona, different experience because she's at home, but she's she's sixth form or sixth year student. And she's listening to all this and I could see her face falling. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, I wonder if it will be like this when you go. And I'm talking about college students. I mean, I know that a lot of college students aren't necessarily leaving home to go to college. But, you know, it's this whole promise, as Hamish put it, of university life versus reality. And you could just see that it was hitting her, even though she said school wasn't much better. They're getting some online help, but not a lot. And it's very much down to if you don't attend, you're, you're looked at as if there's something wrong with you. Why are you not trying to attend? So nobody's getting it right. But what was lovely was at the end, we got a bit more optimistic. We started talking about some tips to hand on. Lily said that she started to schedule her work so that it wasn't overwhelming. And she, she really found that she could actually go to sleep at night. I mean, that's simple things like that, isn't it? It's really good to hand this stuff on. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah, it's um, I've started doing this, um, this thing online. I was doing like workouts online because obviously I had to give up the gym membership um because of going in, um, and there's this like structure that they're doing at the minute where it's like, it's called a seven by seven by seven challenge. It's gonna sound like I'm doing promo. For my... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's um, yeah, it's doing like you do like a 49 minute workout and then there's seven minutes of doing lots of different things. So it's like seven minutes meditation. So like while I'm writing an essay, I'll stop maybe for like a seven minute break and just, I'm not going to lie, I can't really get into the zone. I'm not very good at meditating anyway, but I can't really get into the zone. <laughs> in the middle of your minutes. dissertation. I love this. That's very optimistic. <laughs> it's extreme. Or just like sitting down for seven minutes and doing a stretch and there's only about two stretches I can do because I'm not very flexible. But um, <laughs> it's like just having that. I, I did that for about two weeks and now it's just, I'm just doing the exercise bit of it. because. But it's nice to do like things like that and have something new just to do for a week to, to just make you feel like you're doing something different. Absolutely. Um, and, and talking as well, Corinne was saying talking to someone, uh, you know, it, maybe you don't want to talk to people, maybe you do, but just talk to anyone, just keep talking to people so that you're keeping lines of communication. Hamish kind of said the same thing. He said, reach out to people and, um, you know, just try and reach out to them and make them feel that they're not alone, which I think was lovely. And Iona's just saying, be kind to yourself. It's, it's that thing you think, gosh, you know how, that's one of those phrases that really annoys me because... <laughs> What does that mean? Does it mean just eat lots of chocolate, have a drink? Uh, you know, it, it's just such a complicated thing to, to explain. But it is about just give yourself a break. This is these are weird times, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I think it is. It's just about not holding yourself too 
like accountable for everything that's happening there's there's so many other things that are, are affecting and because you have so much time by yourself within your own thoughts I think you do you you can kind of um, trick yourself into this feeling like you are responsible for everything that's happening and and feeling the way that you are but actually there is so much going on uh, on the outside on the outside world that it does it all kind of transcends into into your world and into your bubble even though you can't see it and so it's just about keep keeping on remembering remembering that and um, I think it's easy to forget mm. that all of that's going on sometimes when when you can get into your own rut. Do you even remember what it was like back in the day before March before all this hit us what it was like to be a student? I do just because that's all I'm because <laughs> we're all it's all the conversations I have with my friends now is pining for that moment to like we're like oh my god like you imagine that first party we're gonna have like after maybe it will come when I finish this year I mean that's probably a little bit optimistic but we're like oh my god can you imagine going for the first night out in wherever in town going out for a drink or going out for a dance and yeah it's I I guess I can't remember it. That's why I want it back. Don't we all, Molly Higgins? I'm going to hatch a plan for post-COVID good times right now. That's it for this second edition of Ripple's Hashtag Student 2020, the jauntily titled podcast about the consequences of big decisions or events. Shall we just say uh, Student 2020 for brevity next time? Might be easier. Big, big thanks to my gorgeous gaggle of students for their time and their honesty. Corin, Lily, Iona, Hamish, and of course, Molly, who's keeping me in line and connecting me to some great people. You've just been listening to the latest version of Ripple's hashtag student 2020, a real live take on how it's like to be studying, living, loving, learning in a pandemic. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'd love you to share this podcast with anyone you think might like it. You hit subscribe and keep up to date with the podcast and the issues being discussed. You'll find me, Claire English, on Facebook. There's a Ripples Facebook page. You can also contact me via the Anchor podcast app. There's a voice message service, but you have to click on the link and sign in. No charge, just a way of accessing me. And of course, you can hear this podcast across the usual range of platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Let me know what's on your mind, what the challenges, maybe even the unexpected upsides of all this mess are. These are surreal times, but there's absolutely no agenda here. No judgment, just your stories and your experiences. That's what I'm interested in. Let me know what you've got to say. Next time, who knows what we'll be talking about. I'm hoping the gang can join me again, but we're up for some new contributors. So go on, let's hear what you have to say. Meanwhile, please stay safe and hang on to the fact these times will pass. All will be well, honest.